ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो वन चैप्टर वन टेक्स टू ट्रांसलेशन एंड कॉमेंट्री बाय हिज डिवाइन ग्रेस ऐसी भक्ति वे नाम तो स्वर्ण प्रभुपाद आई बीन लेक्चरिंग ओवर ओवर द लास्ट फ्यू इयर्स इन क्रोएशिया डे कैंप आई वाज लेक्चरिंग ऑन द फर्स्ट वर्स एंड आई फिनिश्ड दैट एंड आई मूव्ड इनटू द सेकंड वर्स सो आई एम गोइंग थ्रू एनालाइजिंग द वर्ड्स दिस इज व्हाट गोपी प्रणेता प्रभु कॉल्ड एन अंडरव्यू इंस्टेड ऑफ एन ओवरव्यू Although, of course, his analysis is significantly more learned and realized than mine. But anyway, we can praise the Lord, as the saying goes, according to our capacity. Dhar, who knows this verse? Anyone learned it? It's a very important verse. All right, so those who know can chant it with me. Dharma projita kaita batrapa paramo nirmat saranam satang vidyang vastavam atravastu shivadam tapatrayon mulanam shrimad bhagavate mahamuni krite kingva parayishvara. Satam is translated as devotees. This specifically refers to persons who are sincere to understand the truth. Is that a video camera? I see. All right. Wonders of modern technology. <coughs> yeah, the the subject of Shrimad Bhagavatam has been established in the first verse. as satyam param the supreme truth that that supreme truth is bhagavan is described therein om namo bhagavate vasudevaya respects are offered to vasudev who is bhagavan krishna and this scripture is called shrimad bhagavatam which is in relation to bhagavan shila propad begins his Uh, introduction to the Shrimad Bhagavatam with the uh, with an analysis of how the Bhagavatam begins together brings together the conception of God and the conception of the absolute Shila Prabhupada writes the first words of his introduction the conception of God and the conception of absolute truth are not on the same level I hope they translated it correctly because it's very, uh, very important. It's not, it's not such an easy thing to catch, but 
It's very important that it's... What's the first? It starts with the word Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm. Well, that puts it in a different order to uh, the English. Yeah. The and second sentence... The second sentence becomes the first. Well, it's actually... Of course, I don't know anything about Czech language. <coughs> but Prabhupada introduces this by stating... Not introducing the Srimad Bhagavatam, by, but by... In the first sentence, but introducing the uh, philosophical difference that is generally conceived between the conception of God and the conception of the Absolute Truth. And then Srila Prabhupada... Um, well, first of all, let's try to understand this. What, what does this mean? The conception of the Absolute Truth is uh, generally considered a philosophical conception. Well, it is a philosophical conception. Mm. that is generally sought out by philosophically minded people and concluded that the absolute truth is impersonal. Whereas from the uh, philosopher's point of view, the conception of God is uh, sentimental. That means a supreme power, a supreme person who we uh, turn to for succor and help in our difficulties within the world. Do you know what succor means? It means um, something like um, assurance, nourishment, some kind of uh, mental soothing. If you don't know what a word means, please ask me, because otherwise you'll either miss it or... Uh, misrepresented. <clears throat> so it's uh, people who are philosophical, even apparently uh, theistic philosophers, they think that this conception of God, that's just for less intelligent people. And thus the atheistic philosophers like Karl Marx, who said that religion is the opiate of the people. And <clears throat> The impersonalists who say that, well, <clears throat> well, there are different grades of impersonalists, but the traditional impersonalists in India, the followers of Shankaracharya say that bhakti is good for people on a lower level, but when you come to a higher level, then you understand that the absolute truth is impersonal. And we find that in traditions... Uh, which are supposed to be theistic, of which the uh, prominent example for us here in Europe is Christianity, that while the common people used to, I don't see many people in the churches nowadays, but the common people used to pray to Jesus, who they were, they mistake to be God, um, as a, believing in him as a person, but those who, the theologians or the, philosoph the philosophically minded members of the church, they have it like a secret among themselves that they think that, you know, that's, that's not right. Yeah, actually, God is a power, a force, mystical, uh, sublime, beyond 
Well, in other words, they have an impersonal concept. So what's the Bhagavatam about? Is it about the absolute truth or is it about God? What do you think? Well, you already read it in Czech. The Srimad Bhagavatam hits on the target of the absolute truth. Srila Prabhupada doesn't doesn't present that this immediately that this is about God. But he presents that this is an exposition of the absolute truth, which we will find out is God, the Supreme Personality of God. But Vyasadev presents this Bhagavat Tattva Vijnanam, the scientific knowledge of the Supreme Truth, uh, scientific knowledge of, sorry, scientific knowledge of the personality of Godhead, he pre- presents it in the context of um, Vedanta. There are many scriptures in which Krishna is mentioned, many Puranas, and Mahabharata, he is presented as the Supreme Lord. But the Gyanis or those who are trying to understand or, or approach the highest platform by the pursuit of knowledge, they, yeah, they, they're they're on the path of knowledge, and they're interested in Brahma, which is described in the Vedas as Brahma. So Brahma means, yeah, what we. Uh, Usually, uh, Prabhupada has written that in English as Brahman to distinguish that from the term Brahmana and the name Brahma. Brahma means the absolute truth, that is uh, the subject of Vedanta, which is the end of the Vedas, the, the, the summum bonum of the Brahma. Vedas. You have summum bonum in. They say in Czech, it's a Latin term. Prabhupada uses it often, this term. I think devotees should know this term. Because if you read Prabhupada's books, you have to know this term. You've all heard this. From, you probably, I mean, I think I first read it in Prabhupada's books. It literally means the uh, the highest welfare. But Srila Prabhupada, uh, he generally seems to use it as a, a synonym for the for the absolute truth or the or the highest level. Vedanta Sutra is also called Brahma Sutra. Vyasadev uh, begins his Srimad Bhagavatam with the words Janmadhyasya Yataha which is the uh, first term used to describe Brahma, the Supreme Truth, in the Brahma Sutra. So everything else in the Brahma Sutra is a, is a discussion on this principle, Janmadhyasya Yataha, which Srila Prabhupada translates that the Supreme Truth is the source of all emanation. <clears throat> now, uh, yeah, in Brahma Sutra, the uh, Vyasadev develops that knowledge of Brahma in one way, and here in Srimad Bhagavatam he develops it in another way. They both describe the same thing. But here in Srimad Bhagavatam it is 
explicitly described, whereas in Vedanta Sutra it is implicitly described. You could say, Anvayavyatirekabhyam means directly and indirectly. Is, is another way of putting it. Actually, it's not indirectly in Vedanta Sutra, but it uh, it appears to be so for people who don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who will understand this? This uh, there are maybe hundreds of verses. Or, or, anyway, there are many verses composed by devotee poets describing the wonder that the Param Brahma, the Supreme Truth, is a person who is subservient to his, and especially that he is subservient to his devotees. Shrutim iteration. Shmitim itare. What is that? Shrutim Shmitim apare. Bharatam bhayabhitam. Ahameha nandang vande yasyalinde param brahma. This uh, is quoted in Chaitanya Charitamrita that some people worship the Shruti, the original Vedic literature, and others are followers of the Smriti, that which is developed from the Vedic, original Vedic literature. Some study the Mahabharat being Bharata Mangibhayambita, being afraid of the condition of material life. Uh, but as far as I am concerned, the author of this verse says, I worship who? What do you think? Who? Nanda, Nanda Maharaj. I worship Nanda Maharaj because in his courtyard the supreme truth is plain. Subservient to Nanda Maharaj. That's the implication. Mm. So devotees, they are the perfect understanders of the Absolute Truth. Nanda Maharaj is the greatest Vedantist. If we actually want to understand the purport of Vedanta, we have to go to Nanda Maharaj. With his big round belly and long beard, he doesn't look like a Vedantist. He doesn't talk like a Vedantist, what we commonly consider a Vedantist. (laughs) He is the perfect Vedantist because he is... Nanda Maharaj. He's the uh, fully in love with Krishna. So, Satam means one who is in uh, relation to the, those who are in relation to the Supreme Truth. And, uh, yeah, Tato Brahma Jignasa, the Vedanta Sutra begins with the exhortation to find out the Supreme Truth, uh, the direction, order, <coughs> urging. So devotees, they, uh, Satam, Srila Prabhupada often translates this as honest, because it means in relation to the truth. Devotees are sincere seekers of the truth. Others who try to, who, who study the Vedas without trying to find the truth or who are attracted to uh, impersonal conceptions of the truth. They are not actually sincere. Therefore, they are attracted to 
dharma artha kama moksha, which is cheating religion. It's cheating because it's not consider, it's not directly connected with the truth. They don't directly bring us to Krishna. Those who are sincere, they will be attracted to uh, Krishna, and those who are not sincere, they will not be attracted to Krishna. Moghasha, mogha, karmano, mogha, jnana, vichetasaha, rakshasin, asarin, chaiva, prakritin, mohinin, shitaha. Persons who are not attracted to Krishna, and especially persons who are envious of Krishna, they become attracted to demoniac and atheistic views. Thus their culture of knowledge, their fruitive activities, they're all uh, spoiled, thwarted. It simply results in more and more illusion. So Ved means knowledge. Knowledge means to know that Krishna is the Supreme and we are all in relation to Him. But those who study the Vedas without uh, coming to this point, their knowledge, say vidya avidya jani, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, all that knowledge is not, it's just the opposite of knowledge actually. It's just like the absurdity of having read all the Ramayana and at the end saying, I only have question, one question that who is Sita uh, the father of? It's an absurd question. Because Sita, how can she be the father of anyone, being a female? So, um, those who study the Vedas, but they don't get Vidya, they are cheated by their own, not by, not actually by Vyasadeva or by uh, Saraswati or by Krishna, but by their own foolishness and rascaldom. Those who are sincere, who from the beginning are not cultivating an attitude of envy to Krishna, they can understand this subject, which is Vedyam Vastavam. It is the actual subject to be understood within the Vedas. Everything else is simply cheating. However, we find within all the Vedas, Krishna is to be known. Sarve Veda Yadpadamamananti, all the Vedas are meant for understanding this point. So how can it be said that all the Vedas are cheating? Well they're meant to lead one to Krishna. But actually the that the Vedas oh, oh there, there's that also, there's that uh Vede Ramayana Chaiva Purane Brahma uh what is it Vede Ramayana Chaiva Purane Bharate Tata. Adavante Jamadecha Hari Sarvatragiate. In all the Vedas, Ramayana, Mahabharat, the only uh, subject is beginning, middle, and end. The only subject is glorification of Hari Krishna. But this can only be understood if one, uh, if it's seen in the light of Srimad Bhagavatam. Because this, this gives the clue, this is the actual subject of Bhagavatam, of, of the Vedas. So this Srimad Bhagavat, Mahamuni Krite, it's compiled by Vyasadeva. Uh, and within Srimad Bhagavatam, again and again, we'll find the declaration that this is the topmost knowledge. Idang Bhagavata Nama Puranam Brahma Samitam 
Uttama Shloka Charitam Chakara Bhagavan Rishi Nishayasaya Lokasya Dhanyam Swastyayanam Mahat Here it stated that the Srimad Bhagavatam is Brahma Samitam. It is the, uh, uh, what shall we say, it's the exposition or it's, it's the essence of all the Vedas. Brahma in this context means the Vedas. And the essence of all the Vedas is Uttama Shloka Charitam, describing the pastimes of he who is described in the best verses, namely Krishna. It is compiled by Vyasadeva, Bhagavan Rishi, Maharshi Vyas, who is the uh, avatar of the personality of Godhead. It is Nishrayasaya uh, Lokasya, it is meant for the benefit of all people. And it bestows all benediction to all people. Actually, I'm going to read the English translation because the translation of Prabhupada, because it's so beautiful, Prabhupada's translation, but I won't because I don't have it in this book. This book only has two chapters. Sorry for messing up your microphone here. Okay. All right. Do you, have, you must be having it in there? In, you have the Veda base in there? Yes. So please have a look for that. Irang Bhagavata Nama. There's more than one verse beginning with these words, but this particular one is the first in the Bhagavatam, beginning with those words. Idang Bhagavatam Nama. It comes in the third chapter toward the Is it in the fourth? It is third chapter forty. Oh, I see. Three forty, is it? 1340. Okay. If you type in 1340, you'll get it. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Or if you type in Idang Bhagavatam Nama. Bhagavatam Nama. You'll get it. There are other verses. You see, you take one point and then you start to discuss it and you've so much. There's so much in Bhagavatam. Did you find it? Yeah, okay, good, thank you. Oh, you don't have all the fonts installed. Okay, this Srimad Bhagavatam is the literary... Maybe you can translate it as I say it. The Srimad Bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of God and it is compiled by Srila Vyasadeva, the incarnation of God. It is meant for the ultimate good of all people and it is all successful, all blissful, and all perfect. This is not exactly a literal translation, but it's definitely a, a beautifully poetic and blissful translation, which shows Prabhupada's own love for Srimad Bhagavatam. Let's look, have a look at that. Hirang Bhagavatam Nama. Bhagavata Nama, is it? Then we can find other verses. Oh. Oh, I spelled it Bhagava. Yeah, there are other instances of this also. Oh, all right, I didn't get it. All right, that's just another angle we could have gone down. So, uh, yeah. Then, uh, Vedyam Vastavam, this is the actual subject of the matter of the Vedas, through which 
all the Vedas are to be understood. Shankaracharya proposes to understand the Vedas through what he calls the Mahavakyas. He states that there are thousands of Mahavakyas, among which four are the guiding ones. Particularly Tattvam Asi is very famous. Ekameva Advitiyam, what is that, Anandam, Pragyanam, Brahma, and one other which I can't remember just now. Um, but Chaitanya Mahabharata said, no, the, the, the Mahavakya in the Vedas is Omka, Pranav. Which, uh, anyway, those uh, statements, the, the, uh, the Mahavakyas of Shankaracharya are misunderstood and misrepresented by him. But anyway, Chaitanya Mahabharu said the, uh, he took Omka as the actual, uh, the most important uh, statement of the Vedas. And that Omka is the first word of Srimad Bhagavatam, and it is the uh, it is the uh, seed of all the Vedas. From from Omka, all the Vedas have expanded, and it's full. Uh, exposition is this Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, exposition means demonstration of, uh, elaborate demonstration of. Alright, I'll stop there. Are there. Any questions about this? No. All right. Well, maybe I'll go on a bit more then. Or should we stop because you have to do the yoga? All right, we'll stop. Hmm. Yeah. What desires does Krishna have? He desires that you chant his name purely and go to him. That is what Krishna desires. All right. Oh yeah, that's actually good. I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I meant to discuss. But uh, <coughs> well, I did discuss it to some extent in Croatia. I was going to discuss it again now, but I went off on a different tangent. Yeah, even the uh, even if. <laughs> Dharma, Artha, Kama and Moksha, if these are brought into the field of bhakti, that's not pure bhakti. It's not the bhakti that Sriman Bhagavatam speaks of. One who is sincere will not mix Dharma, Artha, Kama and Moksha. So, uh, Philosophically, it's to be understood what is the difference between Shuddha Bhakti and Karamishra Bhakti, Gyanamishra Bhakti, Yoga Mishra Bhakti. Those who are sincere will naturally be attracted to uh, discussions of Shuddha Bhakti. There is one class of cheating religion or cheating so called bhakti in which they say that Shuddha Bhakti means 
without any philosophy, only lila. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Siddhanta Baliya Chitte Nakaraha Alash, Yaha Hoite Krishna Lage Sudriramanosh. That don't be lazy in the matter of understanding Siddhanta or the proper conclusions of Bhakti. By not being lazy in the matter of Siddhanta, uh, one's mind becomes strongly attached to Krishna. And Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasar Thakur rephrased this as Siddhanta Alashjan Anartha Tacharena. One who is lazy in the matter of understanding Siddhanta cannot give up Anarthas. So one who is not fixed in uh, Siddhanta, they take Anartha to be Artha and Artha to be Anartha. Anartha means that which is uh, opposed to our real self-interest and Artha means the essence or that which is for ourselves. That's why it's useful actually to understand some uh, some Sanskrit words which are regularly used in Shastra because they uh, they uh, express concepts or they that uh, don't appear in English or any of these Western languages. The term anartha, as it's used in Vaishnava understanding, is uh, even in it's not used even in uh, other by other users of Sanskrit language. And what to speak of in the uh, what to speak of those coming from the Czech Republic. But I mean ordinary people who speak Czech and don't know any Sanskrit. Anartha Pashamang Sakshan Bhakti Yogamad Hoksaji Lokasya Janato Vidvangs Chakra Satvata Sanghita. Anarthas can be immediately dispelled by the process of Bhakti Yoga. But most people don't know this, and therefore Vyasadeva compiled this Satvata Sanghita, this Srimad Bhagavatam, which is in connection with the Supreme Truth. So, yeah, we need our own Vaishnav dictionary. It's, it's useful for those who want to uh, enter deeply into this, into understanding of Srila Prabhupada's books. It's useful to understand, try to understand the meaning of these words. <coughs> All right, so, Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. <coughs>